Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. You're listening to NBA Basketball on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. You're actually tuned in to live coverage of the 2023 NBA Draft right here on ESPN 700. I'm Bill Riley. Spence Checkett's in studio tonight, as is Gordy Chiesa. We've gotten the band back together. It's been about a 10-year hiatus, but we're back together again, and uh, it should be a fun night for basketball and in, in, in Salt Lake City as the Utah Jazz have picks at number 9, number 16, and number 28. The uh, San Antonio Spurs are technically getting ready to be on the clock, though we all know who they're selecting at number 1. The real draft begins at number two with the Charlotte Hornets. We'll give you updates. We'll let you hear the picks and uh, plenty of analysis from Spence and Gordy and me tonight. And we'll just kind of hypothesize and roll through the night. I want to thank our friends at Benyon Jewelers. They're sponsoring our NBA draft coverage tonight. 15 West South Temple here in downtown Salt Lake City. Been in business for over 70 years and right here in the Salt Lake community. They're the official watch provider for ESPN 700, 921 FM. Gonna have to hook ourselves up with some timepieces here. Gordy would like something with a lot of diamonds in it. I think he would look really good with that. Don't you think, Spence? It is so good to be in studio. Is my microphone on? I think it is. Hello. You know, it's crazy working at a radio station that doesn't have working microphones. <laughs> I cannot. I don't think. Go ahead, Gordy. Go, Gordy, go right ahead. I have no idea why that mic. It was working literally a little while ago. No, it's good to be here. I appreciate the invite. And it's like the old days, Spencer and I and Bill were all together, the old band together. And the good part about it, it's, uh, this is uh, my 34th draft, Spence. 34 times doing this. 34, 30, huh? 1989 to wow. 2023. That's 34 years. And I'm still learning. And it's still, there's so many surprises during the draft. And here's the first part about it. Please, each team, stay true to your draft board. Do not get weird when stuff happens a little bit differently than you thought it might happen. Stay true to your board. So, Spence, you spent an hour with Smitty a little while ago. Gordy and Smitty reunited down in the lobby before they came up. Love it. What, what, what's kind of your sense right now with what the Utah Jazz are going to do? Obviously, they're at nine. They, they're having to be beholden to who's in front of them right now. Talk of moving up, talk of staying put. What's the sense you've gotten talking to people this week? Yeah, so I, I feel confident saying that there are enough smart people around the league uh, that believe the Jazz have a chance to move up with a couple of different targets. Uh, Jarris Walker, one of them, and then Anthony Black, the other. I don't think either will be available at nine. I'm very curious to hear what Gordy's breakdown is of both of them. I have some concerns about Anthony Black. I love Jarris Walker. Um, you know, Ryan Smith, Bill, and Gordy, as you know, when he announced the TV deal the other day, he said something that made my antennas perk up. He said, we can't tiptoe to a championship. We have to be bold. Um, this is a night to be bold. There are a bunch of rumors about teams that are in front of the Jazz that are willing to move, either move back or maybe even move out altogether. And it just, as Gordy knows and you know, it depends on whether or not they've identified their guy. And then as Smitty talked about today, uh, you know, we can get lost in, well, he won't be there at 7, he won't be there at 11, and so you got to do this, you got to do that. If you have the guy, go get him wherever it is. We can talk about value of pick at 7 or 9 or 11 or whatever it is. So it all depends on how they've scouted, you know, if it's Jarris Walker, Anthony Black, and then are they going to be bold, as Ryan said, to go up and get their guy. 
What would bold mean to you, Gordy? By the way, the commissioner's at the podium welcoming everybody in. He'll put San Antonio on the clock here in a minute. But when Ryan Smith says we've got to be bold, what would bold mean for you for the Utah Jazz? Getting Cam Whitmore. Yeah, Whitmore at four. Yeah, I'd be bold because he's very good. That guy, that guy, Bill, is very, very good, Whitmore. And so that would be bold doing that. You know, Amen Thompson seems to be the consensus for a yeah. lot of people at number four to Houston. If the Jazz got to four, do you like Whitmore better than you like Thompson? I do. How come? Because they're both they're both freakish athletes. That's the first thing. So the both these guys are unbelievable high rises. I like Whit- Whitmore. I, can, I compare him to a young Kawhi Leonard, Andrew Wiggins, and Ano Ananobi. So the way he plays defense, and so he's an absolute two-way player. He can play small forward and, and uh, small forward and uh, stretch. And I love his game. But also, I I know with, with Eamon Thompson, he, he again he's a unbelievable point guard. He's like a rocket ship. He's uh, he's like John Morant. The way he plays in transition, he's a live wire. Uh, he's a, a younger version of a Shea Gillis Alexander. So he's a, he's an all star in the making, and so is Whitmore. Both those guys, if the Jazz picked either all those guys, I'd be ecstatic. Let me ask you this, Gordy, because my, my concerns about Whitmore are actually steeped in things that you've told me. Okay, so he does not have elite length. He has small hands, and he doesn't seem to have an NBA ready made three. So here's how I put it, Gordy, all week. I. I I don't think he's a top four or five guy, but if he's there at nine, that would feel like a steal for me for the Jazz. I can offer a different viewpoint. You left one thing out. Got a wicked first step. Yes, he does. Yeah, wicked. Yeah. Bill, I love wicked. There's a lot and, to like, yeah. And so wicked is when you're the defense, not in a stance. And remember, Bill, and Spence, most guys in the NBA, I say so sadly, don't play defense as far as on ball. And so I think he can get by the defense. Yeah, his shooting right now is erratic. 34.3 from three last year going over. Oh, by the way, he's 19 years old. What would bold mean for you, Spence? He said getting up to number four. Would that be the same thing for you or something like that? So here's a ridiculous take for the market. <laughs> Trading, marketing for three and going to get Scoot if he's there. Now, I think Scoot's the second best player in the draft. That's me personally. I actually think Amon Thompson is a better prospect than Brandon Miller. I know I'm, I know I'm alone there. Bold to me is if Miller's off at two and Portland's taking calls at three, you call and you offer marketing and maybe even another piece to go up to three and go get Scoot because I think Scoot's a franchise guy. Wow. That, now that is bold. No, that's bold. That's, bold. Right? That, that's that really bold. bold. Yeah. No, hey, I love Scoot Henderson, but also I love Larry Marketing. Yeah, sure. So sure, a guy, yeah, yeah. I love it, Spence. I, I love how you think. Age 26, you're giving up an NBA all-star entering his prime whose contract is, is friendly. Yeah. It's a jazz-friendly contract. Yep. It's, you know, like any business, it's cost certainty. But Scoot Henderson, Bill, here's a comparison, NBA comparison. Curry Irving, Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook. That talent. To take the best part of all three of those guys. That's, that's, Scoot, that's a, a Scoot Henderson. I love his game. Yeah, Spencer's right about that. He can't shoot straight yet. However, I'd be more concerned if a guy's 20. Two, 23 still can shoot. When they're 18, 19, who can really shoot? Yeah. Really. I mean, it's all said and done. Gordy and I were talking before we went on the air. He likes Brandon Miller, but he likes Scoot Henderson more. Mm-hmm. I've had conversations with people. I'm sure you have, too. Can you play LaMelo Ball and Scoot Henderson together? Can yeah. those two guys coexist in a backcourt? So I've always been a get-the-talent-and-figure-it-out guy. You know, I've, I've always just been, give, give me the talent, we'll figure it out. And I'm sure at some point we're going to get into Chris Paul at Golden, in Golden State now, right? 
Uh, it appears to be a little bit of an awkward fit, you know, and who knows what they're going to do with him. I, I think it's going to be 20, 25 minutes a night, get him to the spring and get him healthy for the playoffs. But whether it was Chris Paul with Harden, wh- whatever it is, I always say, give me the talent and let's, let's figure it out. So, yes, when you look at it, you know, face value, it's two lead guards. Uh, it's such a positionless game in so many ways. Can you handle? Can you shoot? Can you pass? Can you make plays for yourself and others and fit in in the team e- ecosystem? I think Scoot can do that. If I'm Charlotte, I'm taking Scoot. We're hearing this probably going to be Brandon Miller, but only time will tell. You said Scoot, too. I'm taking Scoot also. And yeah. add to that is that uh, besides trying to figure it out, is that when that ball, that ball is swung on perimeter from side to side, you have a second dynamic playmaker to make a play. What's the play, Spence? I don't know. Yeah. It could be a pull-up jumper. It could be over the top. It could be a rainbow. It could be in the lane dunking your noggin. So whenever, no matter what it is right now, you make it work. Bill, this is a talent league. So at the top of the apex... This talent is absolutely critical. So you guys both like Scoot Henderson. We'll find out momentarily. The, the pick's apparently in. It's probably been in for weeks now. San Antonio will make that pick of Victor Wenbenyama momentarily, and then it becomes interesting with Charlotte getting on the clock. Brandon Miller is a talent. Where do you compare him, Gordy? What's your comp for a guy like Brandon Miller? I've heard a lot of Paul George. Is that is that how you see it, too? No, here's my comp with him. Buddy Heal, as far as a, a, a longer version of Buddy Heal, Brandon Ingram, and... Kelvin Johnson of the Spurs. So those three, and all, all three of those guys have winning games. So he's, a, he's really a, he can rebound in traffic, though. So what, what I like about him uh, is that Brandon Ingram uh, gets a rebound off the, off the bounce and it comes down the floor. And that's what Brandon Miller can do also. He can rebound in traffic and bust out dribble to create plays right now. And he's really a good uh, screen reader, like Buddy Heal. So when I, I, I have comps with guys, I try to take the best part of their game and try to future, future cast out. So he's a screen reader, he's a major talent, and he's a knockdown shooter, just like underrated Kelvin uh, Johnson. And the last point about it is that, is that he's going to grow into what? Being a defensive player, because he's long. I like him. I wonder, can I throw something at Gordy real quick? Mm-hmm. So, Gordy, the, the synergy stuff on Brandon's interesting, where they, they, they measure the metrics against other pro prospects and other elite teams in college basketball in those games, 30% from three, 38% from two had a difficult time getting separation against better prospects, kind of folded in the NCAA tournament. Everybody talks about the South Carolina game where he went for 41. That was a bad team this year. So I agree that there's a lot to like, but is there anything there about the struggles against the elite competition and then not necessarily playing well in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, very much. Add to that. So what he doesn't do well right now is that not physical defensive players got him and body up on him. So suddenly his athletic ability is negated somewhat. But he'll get stronger as far as doing that. And also, he needs a better uh, better uh, uh, dribble series as far as creating his own shot. But what he is, though, he's a really a knockdown shooter. Again, I'm going to lean towards him. He's 19 years young. I like him. So we'll get to those guys coming up. We'll get to some of the jazz stuff as well. We're waiting. Adam Silver must be having a cup of coffee or something because the drama is being drawn out here clearly for television. So Jay Billis and crew can talk about Victor Wenbenyama. Our draft coverage tonight being brought to you by... Uh, Benyon Jewelers, the Jazz will be drafting at 9 in theory, 16 and 28. Do we really believe, any of us here, that they're going to take all three picks tonight? Go ahead, Gordon. No. The answer is no. Yeah. They're gonna, one of them they're going to give away and for future assets or maybe a player to be named later, you know, come July 1st right now. Bill, with Wemby I just want to make a, a point about him, is that he's absolutely, uh, we've never seen a guy like this as far as being high-skilled. But, Bill, I want to use a, there's a guy from Gonzaga that played last year, Let's go to the commissioner and just let him tell us exactly what we already know. 
With the first pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama from Nantar, France. Morning. You right. can now finish your thoughts. No, on Victor it's a Victor. Hey, yeah. I love his game right now, but so his reminds me of. He reminds you of Kevin Durant as far as being a shot maker, Dirk Nowitzki as far as being an off balance shot maker, and here's a guy that no one ever talks about except you and I, Spencer. He plays for the Thunder right now. He's a second pick of the draft. This guy, I'm, I can't wait to see, Spence. I am geeking out to watch this guy play against Victor Wembanyama and also against uh, against a Utah Jazz player, and that's Chet Holmgren. That's what he plays like. Second um, favorite in Vegas to win Rookie of the Year, Chad is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was hurt last year with the injury right now. He's tremendous talent. So so is Wemby Yamber. And uh, how, Spence, why the Spurs so lucky? It's an excellent well, question. Why? You know, there's a lot of this that... 87, 97, and 2023. 20, and it all worked out okay with Robinson, Duncan, and now Wembenyama. And look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist guy in the NBA. There's a lot of this that feels very planned. The French teams he played for were owned by Tony Parker and Boris Diaw. Uh, and obviously, Greg Popovich knows that culture. He's coached a bunch of great French players. Uh, I, I'm very excited to see him up close in person. I've never had that opportunity. I'm hoping he plays in Summer League. And if, if all of the basketball pundits are right, the experts are right, Gordy, he's got a shot to really change the entire game as long as he stays healthy, which obviously is paramount. What's yeah, his paramount. most translatable skill right now, Gordy? Shot making. Uh, Bill, to picture it. I switch defense for some bizarre reason. Some of my NBA contemporaries will, pl- will switch out with a six foot eight guy trying to guard him. He's going to shoot over the top of him, and that's going to be interesting. If I'm if I'm playing against Wembyamba, I'm going to try to my best of my ability keep big on big to try to body up on him. When Victor, excuse me, when Victor plays against Bam Adebayo. It's going to be an interesting matchup where because Bam's got you know defensive presence. I know Jokic torts him some of the time, but it wasn't lack of effort. Right. So we we shall see. It's going to be the NBA. These big guys are really so talented, and in jazz basketball, Walker Kessler's got to play against these guys and outplay them minimum three to four times each year in a regular season. Then the playoffs come. It's mano a mano. You know, one more thing here about Wembenyama, because we talk about his shooting, his shot making, his offensive skills. He played in the French League. He played seven more games than Gobert and blocked 50 more shots than Rudy. So, Gordy, he's also an elite rim protector, too. I mean, he has that opportunity to be one of those two-way guys. 50 more block shots than Gobert and just seven more games. That one kind of hit me across the face. You know, something struck me. I was listening to oh, – it was, it was maybe Simmons' podcast he had, uh, Windhorst on. Uh-huh. And Windhorse made up a, a comment that rung very true in this market. He said, there's going to be games next year where Victor Wembenyama is protecting the rim and closes out in the corner and blocks a shot. Yep. Mm-hmm. What was the cheat code to beat the Jazz when Rudy was here? Rudy couldn't get quite to the corner while protecting the rim. This guy's probably moves better and is a little bit more athletic. And to hear a guy like Windhorst, who's watched him play in person, say he can guard both the rim and then get out on a corner close, that's impressive. Yeah, and, 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 and Gordy, I mean, when you see the picture of him standing next to Gobert, he's like two and a half inches taller than Rudy. Yeah, it's, it's freaky. It's how crazy it is right now. Also, I call Wembyamba a fly swatter shot blocker. Fly swatter. He's up in the air. You, you shoot the ball high, high up in the, on, on the glass, and he blocks your shot, just like a fly swatter.
Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, this kid's known he's going to be the top pick for a long time. He's getting really emotional on television right now. Uh, this is pretty impressive to see a young man like this. He's truly touched by this. And I think he's been prepared for this moment for quite a long time. But still, when that moment hits you for the first time and you realize here it is, you can, I mean, look at him. He's just, he's all sorts of teared up right now with the, with the sense of knowing he's the number one pick and he's going to the Spurs. It's really one of my favorite things about watching the draft in any sport, watching these, the, the lives change of not just these young people, but their families too. I mean, you know, generational wealth is, is created instantly. And so a lot of pressure is being taken off parents and family members and, you know, it, it, it must be difficult to have these expectations heaped upon you. And as we all know, this is not the end. It's just the beginning. But I, I love this about drafts in any sport to see yeah. these lives change and see the emotion. I think it's great. I also like seeing the outfits, too. There's yes, indeed. Some... You see Grady Dix? I want you in that for a Utah football <laughs> game this year, Riles. That's what I want. It's looking good. Where did he get that outfit? Yeah. Grady Dick from Kansas. Wait till you see him tonight on television, folks, if you see him. It's... It's unbelievable. So the pick is in with the Charlotte Hornets. We'll find out who that is as soon as they're done interviewing Victor Wenbanyama here. Both you guys, though, would go with Scoot Henderson. Yes, I go, yeah, at number two right now. What I love about Scoot Henderson, he's a, he's a rocket pull-up jump shot. In other words, against, against any sort of defense, he can create his own shot off the dribble, off the bounce. He's an open-floor striker. He's dynamic. I call him a paint, a paint resident. He's always in the lane doing something in the lane. First, he's playing uh, laterally, Spence, uh, side with the side This guy's always in a, a strike mode. On the pick and roll, he's, at, he's tremendous far throwing, either penetrating or throwing his pocket pass. And so he has th- dynamic skills. And usually speaking, when, uh, he can help his teammates get a basket. And that's the son of really a, a tremendous point guard is when you can score and also, you help your lesser teammates get baskets. So, what I like about him is that he's a besides his talent level, he's got a really good team game, and he can rebound also and start to ignite, ignite it. So, if I if I'm the Hornets, I'm the Hornets. I am absolutely concerning him at number two and taking him, and I'm going to try to make it work out. And you remember with the Hornets right now, they haven't been in the playoffs in a, for the last seven years now. So, seven straight years, Bill. Uh, now, Michael, I know Michael Jordan uh, is, is selling the team right now. So Michael Jordan bought the team for $285 million, and now he's selling for what? Bill what spends for th- roughly $3 billion. Three, $3 billion. Yeah. yeah, decent little turn. And by the way, Michael apparently is making this pick, which makes no sense to me. <laughs> if I was buying the team, I'm saying Adam Morrison, Kwame Brown, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, go enjoy your billions and play golf. I'm making the damn pick. All the intel, by the way, is it's going to be Brandon Miller. Oh, Brandon Mill, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's right. it shifted back and forth. It Earlier has, yep. today, it was shifting back towards Scoot Henderson. Yep. Then later this afternoon, it swung back once again to Brandon Miller. So 
We'll see if that's indeed the case. You were making that bold move. You, you said if, if, if he was available at three, you'd do whatever. What is it you love about Scoot Henderson that you would be willing to give up on marketing? So, I mean, lest we forget, there was a genuine debate when this class started to take shape that who would you take at the top, Wembanyama or Scoot? Now, as, as Wembanyama separated himself, go ahead, go ahead. Pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Brandon Miller from the University of Alabama. Yeah, there it is. But, I mean, Scoot's measurables, he's so long. He's built a little bit like Donovan, Gordy, with with those long arms, the big padded hands. I love his movement. And one of the criticisms I've heard about Scoot over the past, you know, few months is he kind of coasted this year. I would have too. I've locked my status as a top three pick. I'm chilling. I'm not getting hurt. So he didn't play hard much of the year. Um, then then there, were, there was that snapshot game between Wembanyama and Scoot when Vic really outplayed him. That's when the debate ended. But I, I just didn't see Brandon Miller separate himself for what I perceive to be what Scoot could be if he maximizes his talent. Now, there are a lot of questions about whether or not he can do that. But, you know, in order to win something extra special, you have to have a generational talent. And as much as I love Lowry Marketing, I just don't think he's that. He could continue to improve and get better at the age of 26. Gordy's point about his team-friendly contract is dynamite. I just think Scoot has a higher ceiling if he can actually maximize it. Add to that. With Scoot Henderson, he can really uplift his whole franchise. So I'm, surpri- I'm, I'm surprised that I would, this is me, I would lean towards getting Scoot at two and making it work. Brendan Miller is, a, is, a, is an excellent shooter, one of the best shooters in the draft. But now it gets interesting now at number three with Dame Lillard, former Weaver State guy now. So now what, so this pick right now, possibly there could be a trade, possibly. Hold that thought. Let's grab a break. First two picks are in tonight. Wen Binyama to the Spurs and Brandon Miller to the Charlotte Hornets. The Portland Trailblazers are on the clock now. And what do they do? As Gordy said, they, they've not brought in the veterans yet to surround Dame. Dame's been very clear about that. So we'll take, take a time out here on our draft covers tonight. Brought to you by our friends at Benyon Jewelers. And BenyonJewelers.com will come back. Get thoughts on number three. Might we see a trade here for the Portland Trail Blazers? That'll be coming next right here on ESPN 700. You're listening to NBA Basketball on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. Riley Checkets and Chiesa tonight in studio here in downtown Salt Lake City. Our coverage presented by Benyon Jewelers. Find them online at BenyonJewelers.com. Also give a shout-out to our friends at Jersey Mike's for providing a little uh, little supper tonight. Gordy, of course, had his portobello and mushroom. That's his go-to. What'd you go with, Spence? I went with the turkey provolone, number seven, Mike's Way, a little mayo mustard. Uh, shout-out to Jersey Mike's. I did not get lunch today because I played in the media tournament with your boy, John Wright. Yeah. Hell of a golfer, by the way. Got a lot of great stories. And it took too long, so I had to run from the course to get to the show. So I have not had lunch. I am starving. Thank you for the sandwich. Jersey Mike, shout out to you guys. Shout out to everybody tuning in now tonight. Uh, pick three is in. We don't know who it is yet. Uh, we do know that when Binyama went one, Brandon Miller went two. Guys, Scoot Henderson to the Portland Trailblazers. What would that mean for the future of Dame Lillard, Gordy? That would mean that Dame Lillard, they're going to try to trade him. If not during, they're going to try to trade him between now and uh, July 5th. Yeah, to make it to help to help them uh, rebuild and give Dame a chance to go to a more of a contender. Remember, with Trailblazers, they had eight straight playoff appearances with Dame leading the charge. CJ McCollum, the last two years, they fell dramatically short. And if I'm Dame Lillard right now, uh, this uh, I'm 33. I'll be 33 on uh, September 15th. 
So, I want out. The pick is in. Here comes the commissioner. With the third pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Portland Trailblazers select Scoot Henderson from Marietta, Georgia, and the NBA G League's Team Ignite. Well, there it is, Spence. He's Portland-bound. Can he and Dame play together, or do you agree with Gordy this might be the beginning of the end in Portland for Dame? I think you have to move one of the two. Um, like I said, I am a believer in give me the talent, and then let's figure it out. But there's some redundancy with these two that I don't think you can really overcome. And also is that Dame right now wants to win. Again, with young player, young dynamic talents, they're going to have some great moments. But as far as big picture right now, as far as winning in the, uh, the immediate future, meaning we'll say a year or two, the Trailblazers, they are, they're going to fall short. Also, they have uh, Anthony Simons there. So that's a good backcourt, Spence, with Simons being uh, the two guard. It's also young right now and with uh, Scoot Henderson. So I'm going to try to uh, use all my assets to help uh, Dame Lillard move on. Yeah, That's what I would do. To your point, Gordy, they have some good young pieces in place that they just want to watch evolve. I mean, I don't think this roster is presently constituted, even with Dame Lillard has a chance to compete with the better teams in the West. And look, it's one of those, it's like Garnett in Minnesota. If you're the Blazers, you can say thank you for the effort. Uh, Where would you like to go? Let's help facilitate a deal. We know Miami wants them, and Jimmy Butler needs a – uh, a secondary scorer. So if, if if I'm Portland, I'm calling Miami, I'm calling Dame, I'm trying to figure something out, and I'm I'm starting this next generation of Blazer young players. Very much. So, so where are you going if you're Miami, though? What are you offering to bring Dame your way? I've seen Adebayo's name out there. I've seen Tyler Hero's name out there. Yeah. Where, where are you, If you're Miami, what kind of a package are you putting together to bring Dame Lillard to South Florida? Well, the first thing, I'm, I'm keeping, I'm keeping uh, Bam Adebayo because you can't replace him because he's a two-way that. player. Yeah. There's no way. So what I try to do is give him as many picks as they want right now. I would give them Tyler Hero. I'd give him an expiring contract of Kyle Lowry next year for one year as a stopgap guy. I'd give him Duncan Robinson, and uh, I would add to that, I would give them, um, let's go, um, Khalid Martin type. So whatever it is, I give him four or five players plus draft picks to get Dame Lillard. And, but I keep Adebato. And that's a good framework for, for a deal that Gordy just outlined. And I agree with Gordy. I don't, Miami views Bam Adebayo as this generation's Dwayne Wade, like uh-huh. their front-facing player. And so I don't think he's going anywhere. But I do think if you're Portland and you do move on from Dame Lillard, what you're telling teams is we will accept draft capital now. Because if they were going to move three – uh, they weren't going to get picks in return because they wanted players. But if you do move Dame, now you'll take draft capital, some uh, expiring contracts, and some good young players like Caleb Barton and Tyler Hero. Right, and you, you, you're starting over basically with Portland. You really are. That's fine. So, so you're getting Hero, then you've got Simons, and then you've got Scoot Henderson. Can you play those three together? Well, yeah. uh, I mean, you can. There's a rotation, yeah, rotation there somewhere. Yeah. You know, you bring Tyler off the bench. Yeah, I tell you, it was Sixth Man of the Year two yeah. years ago. So and, he used to playing off the bench. In fact, in that role, he's actually ex- excellent as a starter. Defensively, he's lacking, but as a sixth man, giving the ball, get out of my way. And Ke- and Caleb six six. You know, he's a wing, so there's really not a lot of redundancy there. I I don't know that they will do it, but I do think it makes the most sense. What about if you're Dame Gordy? I mean, he's been ten tones down in his words. In Portland, is this one of those Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love thing where it's like you just drafted my replacement and I want to get gone? No, I don't think it's that radical. I don't. But I do think that he's been saying the last year or so that he wants to have better players around him because he's uh, he'll be 33 years young. 11 years. Think about it, 11 years. Giving your all is that he knows that uh, we're not going to be as successful in the big, bad West. 
Scoot Henderson, three to Portland. That takes us to four. Is this the area where we're now getting into that area where teams might be trying to trade in? Maybe a team like the Utah Jazz trying to get into that four or five range. Is that where we're at? Or do we think Houston likes somebody enough to stay put at four? So I would say five is where my antennas would go up because I think Amon Thompson is one of the four best prospects in this draft. And I actually think Amon Thompson, who needs to learn to shoot, has a chance to be generational. Uh, but after this is where things get interesting because I'm not sure Asar is. I'm not sure Anthony Black is. Uh, we've already talked about uh, Jarris Walker, Cam Whitmore, and we'll get into that a little bit more. My guess is this is going to be Amon Thompson, and then we could see the floodgates open up at five with Detroit. How does Amon Thompson fit in with what Houston has right now, Gordy? Well, Houston right now, first they have a new coach right now that's going to give him a level of discipline. That's the first thing right now. Enema Yudoka. So it fits in. Is that if they draft Eamon Thompson, he's um he's six foot seven, so he's a big. I mean, Kevin Porter is a starting point guard, is a, a, a smaller, and um, again, he's a freakish athlete. Absolutely, that's what he is. He glides in transition, so he'd give them a, a unbelievable scoring punch. Here's the uh, the NBA as far as comps: John Moran, Shea Gillis Alexander, and the uh, taller version of of uh, Darren Fox. So he can score like he's going to get like 18, 19 points a game. And that, what I like about him also is that he can steal the ball. So defensively, he, he try, these guys play defense. Him and his brother, they try to re- actually defend right now. So if Houston took him, he would play for them right away. And uh, it's a good, good pick for them. There was some late intel that Houston likes his brother, that likes Asar Thompson. Because I actually, Gordy, think Asar's shot profile is better than Amon's. I, th- I think he's a better shooter now. I think he has a chance to be a better shooter moving forward. So it sounds like we're going to see a twin off the board here, but there's some late intel that Houston might actually prefer Asar over Amon. It was funny because I was listening to you and Andy Larson this afternoon, Spence. Everybody has kind of penciled Amon Thompson is the first of the twins off the board. Andy was the other way around. Yeah. He likes Asar better, yeah. and I think it has to do with the, what you were saying with the shot profile. Yeah, it's interesting. Gordia, you know, you, your, your take on this is fascinating to me because it does seem like a lot of these highly sought-after wings have issues surrounding whether or not they can shoot it from the outside. Like, you know what I mean? Whether it's what, Absolutely. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, and the Thompson twins seem to fit that bill as of now, even though they're young. Yeah, but so Eamon Thompson shot last year from at the, at the uh, Overtime Elite 25%. His brother a little bit a little better at 29.8 right now. So, again, these guys are so young. With more, with more NBA reps as far as in team practice, they will become much improved shooters. Will he be knocked down? It's unlikely. But at least when the defense backs off you in a high pick and roll, you can shoot over the top right now. Both the brothers, they're unbelievable uh, athletes as far as uh, getting in transition, stealing the ball. They can bust out dribble. They're ultra talented. And the Rockets, they're, they're starting over. I'd Again, go, I'd go Amon over Asar personally. Gordy, is there a big gap between the two? I mean, what's the, what's the gap between well, the two Well, different brothers? positions. Well, uh, Amon's more of a point guard. Mm-hmm. No, he's a point guard. And Asar is more of, um, um, of a, a wing. Like a two-three wing. So again, the way they played the game, the way they uh, they value the ball right now is that Amin is a more of a he's a point guard. So that's what hey, with Houston Rockets, they need guys that want to pass the ball. They they need guys that want to pass because historically, the last three years, Houston reluctantly Bill passed. The the pick is in. Uh, they showed the Thompson twins sitting there. One was on the phone. I'm not sure which one it was. Here's the commissioner. With the fourth pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the Houston Rockets select Amen Thompson from Oakland, California, 
an overtime elite. Oakland. Well, there we go. Oakland, California, the East Bay has produced another great NBA or potentially great NBA player. It's Amen Thompson, who will um, – does he does he become the primary guy in Houston now, Gordy? Or yes. does that still stay with Kevin Porter Jr.? No, he's the guy. No, okay. absolutely. Kevin Porter, um, he'd be more of a backup right now. So now they would start Amen Thompson, Jalen Green, Kenyon Martin. Yikes. Um, the <laughs> – Sean Tate, my body hurts, spent thinking about these guys. And, um, what about Jabari Smith? And Jabari Smith, who I actually like, yeah, okay. young guy. I actually like him. Yeah. So, again, I like their coach. So, I like their coach much better than most of their players on their team. That's just me, Spence, talking. No, no, I like it. Uh, G- Gordy, you know, watching some tape on Amon Thompson. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's Right away, he's going to be one of the top four or five athletes in the league, isn't he? I mean, Absolutely. Do you have any historical reference for the type of raw athlete he is? It's pretty stunning. He just pops right off the screen when you're watching him work out. He reminds you of an athlete of a Stevie Francis. Okay. Remember Stevie Francis? Of course I do, yeah. 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 Stevie Francis loved himself. and he that sure he, uh, he He had a high opinion, and uh, but he's like that as far as that athleticism. Also, you mentioned earlier, a few minutes ago, about Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. The way you know, Donovan would take off and glide in the air – and uh, very bouncy, but these these guys are explosive. The, you know these ki- these guys. You know they can go from they can go uh, as far as kick it up in gear and accelerate up, up the floor and go over the top and uh, dunk in your noggin. It's a good pick. Stevie Francis, one of the great Fran- Vancouver Grizzlies of all time. I remember him as a Nick. <laughs> it wasn't great memories there at the end. You're right. That it was Nick not team that Isaiah put together. It was uh, it was flawed to say the least. Yeah, it was painful, <laughs> and that's why it's so important. To, again, points well taken as far as. Making the pieces like fit somewhat, not totally. Because remember, when you're 19, 20 years old, you're not sure what date is right now. It's today Thursday or today Friday right now. I'm not sure what date is right now. Right. And so they're so young. But from a management standpoint and a team building, you want people that somewhat the pieces do fit, especially when you pick high in the lottery. Bill, there's, there's no bad picks in the second round, but in the first round, if you pick the wrong guy, it's bad. All right, here we go, guys. Pick five is now going to be on the clock. That's the Detroit Pistons. This is where, Spence, you believe yep. the sweet spot begins mm-hmm. for the Jazz or anybody to want to trade up and get in. Yeah, I think this is the spot where, it, I mean, it, it all depends on what Detroit's thinking. Maybe they love Asar, maybe they love Jairus Walker, but if they're not in love with what's in front of them, uh, we'll, we'll keep using the term. There is redundancy with Jairus Walker and some of the players that play for Detroit. So maybe they want something different. Maybe Asar fits that bill. Uh, but if not, and as we talked about earlier, if Danny and Justin have identified one prospect that is still there at five, this is the time where I think you make calls and the other team will answer and actually listen to offers. Tony Jones talked to me today, talked to you yesterday. Tony told me today he believed the Jazz had two players that they had identified that they would trade up for Gordy. Who do you think those two players might be if they're willing to go up to five or maybe six? That would be Cam Cam Whitmore, Cam Whitmore, and to make sure 
Walker. Not black. Not black. No, not black. You, you can don't get think black, he'll be and, black. No, I don't think so. But listen, it gets back to uh, Cam. I Cam Whitmore. I think that the Pistons are going to draft Cam Whitmore. Here's the reason why. Let, Spence, let's go East Coast right now. You and I, East Coasters. All right, let's do it. Go All right. On. Remember now is that Scott Perry? Excuse me. Uh, pardon me. Um, Monty Williams is uh, the coach of the Pistons. He grew up. He grew up in, in Maryland, and that's where Cam Whitmore is from. So I'm assuming that. And Trey Weaver's from D.C., Baltimore area. So I'm assuming that both those guys that run the Pistons right now, they know Cam, Cam, uh, Cam Whitmore personally. Mm-hmm. He's probably 10 years old. Yeah. He knows all his people. So that's part of the intrigue right now. Yeah. And if I'm the Pistons right now, Spence, uh, Jaden Ivey last year was a really good player. Whitmore is a, I'll call him a 3-4. He'd be an instant starter for the Pistons right now. And that I'm, I'm saying they're going to take Whitmore. So I think it'll be Asar Thompson. I think it might be Jarris Walker as well. And there, there's, there's some info out there, Gordy, that Whitmore's falling and he's sliding. Do you have any idea as to why that would be? Oh, I love these stories. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Spence, my good man, why would it? Hey, you know, I'm falling down right now. I'm, I have a headache right now. So you, you scout the guy for, for 14 years in a row. You, you have an interview all the time. Why, why would he be falling during the draft? I, 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 I love it. I, I'm not in the room, so I can't. I, I love. That. I love. I, just, I love these. So, that's I, some of the, I guess we'll have to see if he I slides, but um, I think it'll probably be a SAR here, and then we'll have to see what happens. I was just wondering if you stretched your mind a little bit. If he, if, if Whitmore is sliding, is how I'll put that. Why would he be sliding? Because people are judging him, maybe what he can't do. Mm-hmm. versus what, what he can do. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing how you, how you view the world as far as the prisms, as far as you, how you look at it as far as a player. I love about Whitmore also, he's intense defensively. Yeah, he is, See, yep. He's a, he's a loose ball custodian, Bill. And think about it, the fifth pick of the draft, he can, Spence, uh, Spence, you know a lot of guys, loose ball custodians. Spence, when you play pickup games, you're a loose ball custodian at New Canaan High School. Oh, that's how I played. I'm diving for loose balls. I'm doing the hard things. You don't play at New Canaan if you don't do the hard things. Absolutely, New Canaan. And Spence went to New Canaan, Connecticut High School. It's in this Fairfield County. It's, uh, let's say, it's leafy. Mean streets of rose risen from concrete. Gordy. So, that's, you that's two me. grew up in very similar Union City, yep. New Jersey, mm-hmm. and New Canaan, Connecticut. Yeah, very yeah, similar. Mean, a little, a little more tough hitting on my end. Gordy can't relate to that, but it's all right. I made it out. Rose risen from concrete. Hey, now in 2020, Spence. Here we go. All right, Detroit's pick is in. Here's Commissioner Adam Silver. With the fifth pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Detroit Pistons, Pistons select Asar Thompson. From Oakland, California, an overtime elite. Well, the Thompson twins are off the board. Mama and Daddy are happy. They're both now out of the green room and headed to their respective teams. They're both out of a lot of places now, let's be clear. <laughs> exactly. They're living really well. They are really living well. The twins, are they the best twins in NBA draft history? Certainly the highest back-to-back yes, taking twins in NBA history. What? What they can do on the floor remains to be seen. Now, a sore Thompson goes, Spence. Is this good news for the Jazz? I mean, if, are some of the names there that the Jazz want to get that we've talked about? Tom's, the Thompson Twins were really never in the mix for the Utah Jazz. Is this breaking okay for Utah right yeah, now? Yeah, I think it is because all of the things that we've been hearing is the Jazz are high on Anthony Black, who's still there. They're high on Jarris Walker, who's still there. They're high on Cam Whitmore, who's still there. They're high on Taylor Hendricks, who's still there. There are four players between here and nine that the Jazz appear to like, which means they should get one of them, which is obviously a great sign. Very much. How about uh, Kulabali? Ooh. Okay. I've, I've, I've okay. heard a lot, Gordy. I'm, I'm going to have to kind of rely on you here. I, I bumped into him watching Wembenyama. That's how I was introduced to 
uh, to uh, to Colabali. But there's a lot of noise about the Jazz maybe liking him. Oh. Is nine too high? No, not at all. It's not too no. high. No, it's not really. No, no, he's vastly underrated. Seven foot two wingspan. All right, he's a he's a six six about two twenty five and uh, open floor striker. He's a, a finesse finisher. Um, here's the NBA comp I wrote about. He's a gifted athlete. He is. Um, he can score the ball, but he's defensive-minded. So he's a defensive playmaker. And, Bill, the Jazz need defensive playmakers on perimeter. He reminds you of, of a much uh, more talented Torrey Craig, more talented Matisse Thibault, and a more talented Jaden McDaniel from the Timberwolves, who's also vastly underrated. So if I'm picking that nine, I'm going to try to take someone like him that, that it's possible. Now, if Whitmore's there, I'm taking Whitmore. I'm taking Whitmore ahead of uh, Kubiali but, uh, and also Anthony Black. But I like all these guys in the draft right now left for the Jazz. They're going to get a good player. You know, it's funny. One of the knocks on him, Spence, was supposed to be that he can't shoot very well. I said that the other day on the air, and our guy, Leif Tuline, who's a draft inside, he goes, he actually shot 38% last year from three in that Metropolitan uh, season when he played with Wen Binyama. He thinks he can shoot it. He just has to be more consistent. He's the, I think he's the youngest player in the draft, isn't he? I, I believe that he is. I did hear earlier today that his medicals have not been disclosed to everybody. So, Gordy, I don't know, obviously, as a guy that's been a part of this, I wonder what you would make of whether or not, um, you know, at this juncture, Koulibaly's team has shared his medicals with every team in the draft. That's one thing that apparently could be holding it up. So what, what do you make of that? If the medicals aren't available, you got to – View that as a red flag. Oh, very much. Yeah, you have to. Be, you have to be very sure about that. So I'm sure uh, between now and Spence, maybe they it came in. You know, they came in as far as the digital right now. So we'll see. But the fact of the matter is that that he's a he's a talented guy. And again, all these kids in the draft, whether it's Jerese Walker, whether it's a uh, Whitmore, whether it's uh, Anthony uh, Black, whether it's a uh, Taylor Hendricks, these guys are all young guys that are 19 years old and they're talented. And so we shall see. And, Bill, another guy we left out that could be at number nine is Jordan Hawkins from UConn. Oh, man. So thank you. I've been talking about Jordan Hawkins for a week. I, I don't know if you get him at nine, Gordy. I think he, do you think he could be there at 16? Because nine feels high for him. I love him. Believe me, that's my guy. I want to see him here. But if, if, if the Jazz pick Jordan Hawkins at nine, do you think that's a little bit of a stretch and a little bit too early? No, okay, not at good, all. Good, good, good. 38.8% from threes. Bill, he's the, he's the Damathy kid. He reminds you of Rip Hamilton, UConn great. Ray Allen, a coach catching fire. And he reminds you of Isaiah Joe of the Thunder. Give me the ball, space out. The pick so we'll is see. in for Orlando. We'll get to that in a minute. I talked yesterday on my show with Don McLean, who worked out about nine guys this year. One of them was, was, um, was uh, Hawkins. Mm-hmm. He said he is the best catch-and-shoot prospect he's seen in a long time. Far and away, best catch-and-shoot in the draft. He says Dick might be a little bit better overall shooter, but on the catch-and-shoot, Don, Don said he's money. Better, and he loved him. Better Don McLean, basketball player, singer-songwriter. I mean, American mm. Pie is a classic. Let's, mm. be, let's be clear. Yeah, I would go... Basketball. Basketball player. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Because Don McClain, but, but barely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Don it's McClain, a conversation. But Bill, Spence, Don McClain back in 71 only had one song. Bye-bye, American play. That's what I'm saying. Let's go to the levy, Spence. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, Gordy, uh, the rumor around Orlando is they love Anthony Black, but they have Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Markel Folks. Is this another one where if you just like the guy and you think he has the talent, you just go get him and figure it out? Yes, you do. Yes, here's, you do. Here's Adam Silver. 2023 NBA draft. The Orlando Magic select Anthony Black from the University of Arkansas. 
Great hair on Anthony Black. He will uh, be in the humidity of Orlando with that hair, and now there's a glut in the backcourt. I know you say accumulate talent, figure out how it goes, but they have got a lot of guys, Spence, in that backcourt. A lot of wings. So Markel Folks, Gary Harris, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, uh, Paolo Bancaro is is a bigger player, but Franz Wagner, who is – I love him, man. He continues to get better and better and better. But but look, I I mean – Early returns on Jalen Suggs have not been great. I thought he was going to be a much better player. Cole Anthony feels a bit of a, a backup, and Folks is an injury-prone uh, player. I like Gary Harris as a rotational piece. But, you know, if, if you believe Anthony Black has that ceiling, these other players up to this point have shown that they don't have it, so I have no problem with it. I know some Jazz fans are going to be disappointed. A lot of Jazz fans wanted Anthony Black. I have concerns personally. Uh, that we'll talk about at some point. All right, let's grab a quick break. We'll get Gordy's thoughts on Anthony Black. Three picks away from the Utah Jazz and still some players they like on the board. We'll get to all that. It's our live exclusive coverage of the NBA Draft here on ESPN 700, presented by Benyon Jewelers, right here on Utah's number one sports talk. Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC. You're listening to NBA Basketball on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. With the seventh pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the Indiana Pacers select Bilal Koulibaly from Courbevoie, France. He is the teammate of Victor Wembanyama, who we were just talking about, who Gordy loved at nine, has gone at number seven to the Indiana Pacers. You want to talk about a meteoric rise from about a month and a half ago, Spence, where he was projected as a late first round, early second round guy. He goes seventh. Yeah, it reminds me of a little bit of the year we were all watching Jabari uh, Jabari Parker at Duke, and and everyone's like, wait, who's number five? Who's Rodney Hood? Right? Nobody really knew who Rodney was. We we're all watching Jabari. Suddenly Rodney shoots up in the first round. And, Gordy, you're well-versed in Bilal Koulibaly in a way that I'm not. I was introduced to him while I was watching Victor Wembanyama. It looks like this is going to be a trade, by the way. Uh, Bilal Koulibaly will end up in Washington. But I, I, I'd be interested in your take. What, what main elements have allowed this rise, as Bill said, to uh, a guy that wasn't thought to be a big-time prospect? Prospect well, now a top seven pick. Well, but first he's only age he's only uh, age eighteen years old, so he's a, he's really ultra young right now. Uh, he's light on his feet, Spence. He's seven foot two as far as his wingspan defensively. He's a defensive playmaker. But the reason why he moved up in the draft, uh, as far as originally was say a month and a half ago, is that people saw him play in the workouts. So they they saw and they they saw him up close and personal about his length right now. What I love about him is that how he um how he handles the ball in transition and how he has a um, he's an bill he's an innate shot blocker for a transition guy he'll chase down he run down the floor Spence, and get a, a block a shot from behind so he is a defensive playmaker and for the wizards right now they're they're starting over literally the whole franchise they're starting over so they get a piece of a guy that's going to be a 2-3 wingman that can play guys the, the Jazz are two picks away. This is going to, as Spence said, going to be a trade. I'm assuming Washington and Indiana are just swapping places here because Washington's up next. But still on the board, Jarris Walker. Still on the board, Cam Whitmore. Still on the board, Taylor Hendricks. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's shaping up really nicely if you're a Jazz fan. They're going to get a really good player uh, out of those three. Uh, barring something completely unforeseen. I mean, we've already seen a couple of uh, massive upsets and random picks and trades we hadn't seen at all. But... 
you know, a lot of people add Bilal Koulibaly to the Jazz at nine, including Raphael Barlow from NBA Big Board, who was on the show today. But, uh, Gordy, if I asked you, if you had to pick between Taylor Hendricks, uh, Jace Walker, and Cam Whitmore, who would you pick if you're the Jazz? Cam Whitmore. Cam Whitmore. Okay. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would take Whitmore, and I would take then uh, Jarese uh, Walker second. That's what I would do. But I do like both guys. And so with Walker, his NBA comparison, Spence, he reminds me of Jalen Duran of the Pistons, John Collins of the Hawks, and Patrick Williams of the Bulls as far as defensively. So he's got talent. And then when you play for Calvin Sampson at Houston, you've been coached up. You, you've been challenged. So he'll, he, I call him, he'll, he's a stretch four the way he plays. He's, he's a, he makes enough three-point shots, 35% from threes, but he can rebound in traffic, and he knows what he's doing. He's got some toughness. So, Spence, I'll ask you that same question. Yeah. Those three are on the board. Of those three that are there for the Jazz, who do you like most? I'd take Hendricks. I'd take Taylor Hendricks. Now, there is intel out there that he didn't even work out for the Jazz. I can't corroborate that. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's not. Uh, no, he took about five threes per game, basically shot about 40% from three. And Taylor Hendricks came into the college game without a lot of fanfare. The, not a lot of people looked at the kids, say, you're an NBA player. It's why he landed at UCF, where he played for Johnny Dawkins. And in one year, he has played his way into potentially a top 10 pick. It's hard to see if a young player has improved, but, but in my opinion, Taylor Hendricks really already has. NBA-ready shot, love the measurables. So out of respect to my guy Gordy, I'll see the time to him. But if it was me, I'd take Taylor Hendricks. But also add to Hendricks is that, Bill, he's also a good shot blocker. Averaged 1.7 blocks last year. And is that he's really is a two-way player. The way he plays the game. So he's a, he's a talented guy. I like him. Spence, he's all legs right now. Upper body density, he's lacking right now. But he's just a unbelievable all legs, high hips. He's a perimeter player. Here's the metrics about him. Uh, Keegan Murray of the Kings, Jeremy Grant of the Trailblazers, and Rui Hachimura of the Lakers. That's who he plays like. Those, those three guys. So Washington's pick is apparently in. We'll see who that is. Then the Jazz will be on the clock. And again, the Washington has gotten, they're getting Bilal Koulibaly. And this is obviously going to be a pick, I think, for the Indiana Pacers. And I'm a yes. little bit stunned that Jarris Walker's on the board still, Gordy. I thought he'd be yeah. off. Maybe he's the pick here. So we've been, uh, we've been told it's confirmed. It's a swap. Okay. So there we go. Jarris Walker, Taylor Hendricks, and uh, Cam Whitmore. Three really available. good players, Bill. The Jazz are going to get a really good player. Yes, they I are, mean, Spence. This, this is really working out well for well, What's interesting is we were talking about the Jazz an hour ago yeah. and throughout the last couple of weeks having to trade up to five or six to maybe get one of these guys. They're going to stay put at nine, which means they're likely to probably stay put at 16 and maybe come away with really two good players tonight. And to Gordy's point, we know they worked out Cam Whitmore. We know that there's intel around town that they like Cam Whit- Whitmore. Gordy, d- does the fact that they potentially oh, – go ahead. Yeah, Here go we ahead. go. Here's the pick. With the eighth pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Washington Wizards select Jarris Walker from the University of Houston. All right, Spence, you can finish your thought. Now Walker is off the board. That will He will go to Indiana on the swap. That means Hendricks and Whitmore are both still available. Yeah, I'm curious, based off Gordy's experience in front offices and coaching staffs, is the – well, I can't say fact because I haven't been able to cooperate. There, there are rumors that the Jazz didn't work out Taylor Hendricks. Would that get in the way of them making this pick? And they did work out Cam Whitmore and liked him, so uh, would that indicate that it's probably going to be Cam over – over Hendricks because the rumor is they didn't work him out. Is there anything there at all? No, not at all. Well, Bill, Spence, it's possible that that the agent of of Taylor Hendricks 
made them not work him work him out. So it's possible sometimes mm-hmm. when the guy doesn't work out, it's agent driven, yeah, yeah. where they hold the guy out of a workout so that maybe you might not take him. But if you're if you're Danny Ainge, there's no effect on you. If you like him, you're going to take him whether you work him or not. You saw him play enough times already as far as uh, as far as the college game right now. But Hendricks, uh, Spence points well taken is that um, he can rebound. I mean, this guy he can, he can rebound in traffic, and he's a He's a, a knockdown shooter, 34, 34.9% from three. Remember, he's not a post-up player. He's a, I, I call him, Bill, I call him a U-turn scorer. He scores a U-turn, meaning what? He changes the direction. He has the ball. He has ball. He has a skill. So he scores in transition. So you want guys that would be defensive playmakers and U-turn scorers. Is he better than the last great to come out of Central Florida? Do we remember who that was? Not off the top of my no, head. No, the big guy, 7'5". Taco Fall. Yeah, Taco, Taco Fall. Fall. <laughs> Taco, yeah, Fall, Taco Fall, Wembanyama before Wembanyama. Exactly. The measurements there. He's now the, the he's now the towel waving guy. Is there anyone outside of Hendricks or Whitmore, Gordy, that you think would be a possibility here? Because I can't really. I mean, you know, we're we're hearing that they like um, the uh, Kobe Buffkin kid. We're here. Yeah. We talked about Grady uh, Dick, Jordan Hawkins, Grady Dick. Uh, there's also the Jalen Hood Shafino kid from Indiana, who I know the Jazz like, but do they like him enough to take him at nine? No, I don't think at nine. At sixteen, I love him. He's a good, good leader. He's a he's a good player. I, I, I like his game. So I think it's going to be Spence. Those two guys you mentioned right now. It's going to be the Cam Whitmore or Taylor Hendricks. And you would take Cam. I would. Yeah, I would take. I would take Cam. And I would, I would take Hendricks. Okay. So look at that. And I, Gordy's always right. Let's be very clear. No, about let's. That. <laughs> I'm right to be wrong if you know what I mean. No sure, matter sure. who it is, we assume both these guys are slide in from day one, either at the three or the four. If you take Whitmore, Lowry stays at the four. If you take uh, if you take Hendricks, Lowry slides to the three. Yeah, I think that is correct. I mean, they, they also have to spend ninety percent of the cap before the start of the regular season, and they could have as much as forty million dollars to spend. So as of right now, yes, but they have to, whether they like True. it or not, they have to sign pieces before the start of the season. And they will. And that's good. It's a good thing they have right now. So they're going to be active in free agency. Yeah, very much. It is is the wing or the power forward spot in your mind better in free agency this year, Gordy? We were talking about this a little bit before the uh, before we went on the air. If you're looking to fill and spend some of that money, would you be would you see the Jazz spending it more on a wing spot or on a power forward spot? Wing. Okay. Yeah, wing. Yeah, I'm trying to get Josh Hart. I'm trying to get Cam Johnson. I'm trying to get Max Schrute. I'm trying to get Jalen McDaniels from Seventy Sixes. I'm trying to get T.J. Warren. Guys like that. Would you, some, would you make a run at Austin Reeves? Would you pay, write him a big, big check? Because he's going to get a big check. He's going to get a big check, right, exactly. Austin Reeves is restricted, though. Yeah, he is. He's restricted yep. from the Lakers right now. So, Spence, how would you give him? How would you give him? I might, I might give him $20 million a year. I, I, might go, I might go three, four years, you know, $70, $80 million. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're right on that. He's going to get probably $20 million times four, $80 million. And uh, the Lakers need him as far as he's a knockdown shooter, and he's got some moxie. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he does. All right, we're getting ready to hear the pick from the commissioner, or are we going to break first? We haven't seen Adam Silver make the way out. ESPN says the pick is in from the Utah Jazz. It's either Taylor Hendricks, our guests, or Cam Whitmore. And now they're making us watch a little bit more of Victor Wenbinyama before we get here. What a country, man. What a game that uh, Austin Reeves is going to get himself $20 million a year. You hear Kuzma's asking for 30 plus, <laughs> our guy Kyle. And look, I like him. He's not worth that money.
I wouldn't mind the Jazz, you know, similar type contract, 380, you know, three, or 480, 365, something like that for Kuzma. I'm not giving him 30 million a year, Gordy. He's not that guy. No, he's not. And the reason why we do that, give him 30 million dollars a year, same philosophically, in a playoff series that a guy makes 30 million dollars a year, he's definitely our third best player and he on the playoff team and he can outplay the opposing team's third best player to, to get his pass minimum the first round. Yep. So can Kuzma do that? Right. By himself as the third best player on the team. What do you think? I don't I don't know. The answer is it's unlikely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's unlikely. Yep. Mm-hmm. So again, don't overpay. That's what happens. You, know, you overpay and you're giddy and suddenly what? You're sad. You're sad a year later. What do we get ourselves into? That's what I call bad contract jail. That's why you give him a three. That way, if it is a bad contract, you can at least get out from under it in a relatively quick time, not a four or a five. And also now with the new NBA rules now, as far as, uh, as, far as the cap rules and the luxury tax rules right now, this is going to be a, a factor right now. So with the elite teams, you're going to send a whole bunch of guys with one-year contracts, and if, if they hit, hit the jackpot, some of those guys, they're going to be major contributors on a one-year contract. And speaking of one-year contract, Spence, there's no contract that's bad for one year. After one fiscal season, it's over. You can, you can get out of it. You're done with it. And to Gordy's point, it's one of the reasons the Jazz are in this incredibly advantageous situation. Danny and Justin's timing with the Gobert and Mitchell trades could not have been better because the higher-spending teams are going to inquire about draft capital to surround their stars with young, affordable players. Right. So that's why Washington couldn't even get one first-round pick for Brad Beal. Danny and Justin got five for Gobert and four for Mitchell. It's crazy. So they're in a good spot, Gordy, when teams realize the second apron and the punitive nature, I think 179.2, yeah. uh, Phoenix has four under contract for 161. They're going to have to start calling the teams with multiple draft assets in order to surround their stars with young, affordable talent. The Jazz are in a good spot to capitalize on those opportunities. Yeah, very much also. And also, but a good spot was the Celts when they're able to get uh, some picks also from the Celtics. And today also with the uh, – with the um, with other teams that are drafting right now, as far as you get those assets back, as far as future picks, and that makes the it bounces out your roster as also as far as your 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 books right now, and it's critical. So the NBA, the new punitive as far as a, a taxes bill is that they're trying to eliminate teams with more than two max players. You might have three if you're lucky. Now the Suns have four, so DeAndre Ayton's that fourth guy. And he's almost a max player, but he's got a holes in his game. That's Gordy Chiesa, Spence Check. It's right over there. I'm Bill Riley. You're listening to NBA Draft coverage of the 2023 NBA Draft here on ESPN 700. The Jazz pick is in. We are just awaiting the return to Radio City Music Hall to hear from the commissioner. Number one pick was Victor Wenbinyama. Number two pick, Brandon Miller. Number three, Scoot Henderson. Number four, Amen Thompson. Number five, Asur Thompson. Number six, Anthony Black. Seven was the real big surprise. Bilal Koulibaly, who goes to the Washington Wizards. And now, here's Adam Silver with the Utah Jazz pick. With the ninth pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the Utah Jazz select Taylor Hendricks from UCF. So there you go, Jazz fans. The man that Spence told us they didn't even work out, who is kind of a one-year wonder flying under the radar for Johnny Dawkins at the University of Central Florida wearing a beautiful pink suit tonight in the green room, is the newest member of the Utah Jazz, Spence. I love it. I think it's a great pick. Personally, I've been talking about this on my show for the past couple of weeks. The way I've phrased this is I viewed this as the best-case, 
most realistic scenario. Meaning no trade up to get Scoot, nothing bold, just stay at nine. Cam Whitmore still on the board, certainly. He appears to be sliding. We talked about that earlier. But I like the pick, Gordy. I really do. I think Taylor Hendricks has a bright future as an NBA player. Yeah, he's a stretch four right now. So he's 6'9", about 195 pounds here. He's the 39.4 three-point shooter. Here's the NBA comps about him. Keegan, uh, Keegan Murray of the Kings, Jeremy Grant of the Trailblazers, and Rui Hachimura of the Lakers. So what he is, he's a quick jump. He's a quick jumper in the lane. Um, he can penetrate as far as handling the ball right now. He's a two-way player. More importantly, Bill, he doesn't force shots. So it's almost like he's reled, he's a, his upside is good, but also, Bill, he's a safe pick. Like he's a guy that you know that's going to play. In the, he's in a play for them. Well, if they don't go add somebody else in that position that's a veteran player through free agency, what right now, Spence, do you think his most translatable skill is immediately to the NBA game? A ready-made NBA shot. I mean, took five threes per game in college, basically shot 40%, 39.4. Interesting side note to Gordy's point, he played a lot of center in high school. So he learned how to protect the rim, hedge and recover, like we talked about earlier with Gobert. Very springy, great athlete. But I like Gordy that he has a ready-made NBA three-point shot, at least it Looks like that way to me. Yeah, right. He's a floor spacer. So, again, in jazz basketball, just say right now, Bill, is that Larry Markin, is a, he would be a three or four. Kelly Olenek, uh, who jazz should probably will, will, uh, will up in his contract, would be probably a, uh, either four or five. So they're going to slide in Taylor Hendricks, if not the starter, off the bench. He'll give them, he'll give them off the bench a shooting specialist. And he plays his ass off. I mean, every time I watch him play, Gordy, he pops off the screen because he plays really hard. And I know that sounds silly, but Will talks about that. If you don't play hard, you know, you can't play for me. So I do like the fact that he's a high-effort guy. Unproven against top college competition because of where he went to school. But I like the pick. I think Jazz fans should be excited about this. So he's in. He's being interviewed right now and uh, in the green room. The Dallas Mavericks are on the clock right now. And the Jazz will pick again in theory at number 16. So we'll wait for the Dallas pick and then we'll break again. Uh, I like the beginnings of this front court, guys. Markinen, Hendricks, Kessler. You mentioned Olenek. Kelly Olenek's contract. For what he gives you is very was it twelve million? Yeah, twelve million. It's a very affordable contract for the Utah Jazz, and then maybe with some of that free agency money, you go out and maybe you acquire a backup center. I don't know. Maybe you do that, but I, I like what they've got in the front court now, Spence. So looks a little breaking news according to Shams. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Dallas is trading Davis Bertans and Casein Wallace, who they're going to pick at ten to OKC. We've heard Bill for weeks that Dallas might be prone to moving this pick. It looks like they've done just that. Okay. So the Dallas Mavericks are moving. Davies Berton's name has been out there. You want to talk about a guy that's stealing money. $17 million a year for a guy that averaged four points a game and couldn't get on the floor at times last year. I can never stop looking at his shoulders. He has no definition. He, he looks like a 14-year-old kid because he just have, has no shoulder definition. It's always been crazy to me to watch Davis Bertans play. I mean, he can really shoot it, but... Looks like Dallas may be moving off this pick. All right, if that's the case, go ahead, Gordy. No, with Davis Bertrands is that he's a shooting specialist, but you you don't want to pay a guy $17 million a year just to, because he's a shot maker. Because in playoff games, the defense never leaves him. So you have to be very careful about guys that's one-dimensional. So regular, some guys like that are regular season players, but in playoffs they get dramatically exposed their lack of Philip blanks in. Taylor Hendricks is the first Jazz pick of the night, the power forward out of Orlando or in the Central, Central Florida. Florida. So he will now be with the Jazz. We'll- with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.